Hey Larry, George. It's Greg Proops, the smartest man in the world. But you know that. Or maybe your minds have been rotted by that pervert's entertainment known as anime. Yeah, they put this fancy accent on it so that you don't feel quite as pervy. Look, I know you thought you were done with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but you're, well, you're locked into this fraternity, so it's time for part VI, Stone Ocean. A lot of people say it's their favorite part. <clears throat> Don't worry, it'll only take 10 weeks. You'll blast through that as fast as my personal friend Ben Quadraneros would. I take that personally. Take care, guys. Try not to kill each other. Hello and welcome back to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week we discuss episodes 1 through 4 of part 6, Stone Ocean. What kind of flavor NOS do you like? Just, just regular? NOS has NOS. I just like mm. to... There's... The purple NOS is okay. Purple. But I'm a simple man. I like a regular NOS. Is it grape? <laughs> no one knows what it is. <laughs> mystery purple? <laughs> That's right. I think it's kind of like the um, mystery airhead where they just take all the residue at the bottom of the vats oh, and okay. they just kind of mash it together. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, we're back. Uh, here we are with part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. I'm Larry I... Davis. With me, as usual, is George Brundle. I'm the Nos Freak. Spring while. Yeah. Well, yes. It's been like, what, two years since yep. they announced this thing? And we were like, oh, we'll get this. We'll start doing this in like six to eight months when all the episodes have aired. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah they did the thing where they dumped the first half on netflix or no they did like 12 episodes or something on netflix and then it started airing weekly in japan and then they did like another 12 or 13 episodes and then here finally they were just like i ah, here's the second half this is one of the strangest ways i have ever seen a new show come out yeah not really just weird. anime, but just in general. Like, at least just wait until the whole thing is done and then dump it all at once. That makes more sense than this bizarre yeah. batch system. Well, I, I get too, and it's been so long, we have survived a pandemic and potential nuclear holocaust to finally be able to do this podcast. Yeah, for like, returning listeners who have, had maybe thought that we had died and didn't follow us to the other podcast, uh, sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Um, and disappoint us uh, we're we're still here now you gotta listen to all this podcast all 10 episodes and then we're done yeah uh, until they announce part seven which will i guess finish airing in 2030 maybe um, if if we're lucky yes the, i have counted out the episodes uh this will be 10 weeks 
the issue is uh, I am basing this like on episode titles, and as we'll find out this week, uh, sometimes uh, they don't really title them appropriately. No, no, they don't. Although I, I feel like this is going to get wrapped up pretty early in the next one. But what if we do a three-part episode, but we only label parts one and two? <laughs> I mean, they've done that before, though. Yeah, but... they have. I don't, I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. No. Oh. So how do we do this podcast again? Where do we begin? Uh, well, we uh, we start from the start, like Loverboy said. <sighs> so how how does this? How's it open? Tell me. Tell me all about it. I didn't watch it. What? <laughs> you no. should not have to guide us on this. Oh, Christ. Uh, Jolene made a mistake. She touched a kid. Now she's going to jail. She touched yeah. a clown. Now she's going to jail. <laughs> no, uh, Jill, did you not watch any of it? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I you... watched it. I'm doing a bit. Very convincing. <laughs> I really worried for I a second. I just said that this well, ends like, in a cliffhanger and they didn't label the episodes appropriately. Well, yeah, I guess two that's seconds, true. Two seconds later, <laughs> I didn't watch this. Wait, did you really not watch it? This is what the NOS you... does for you. <laughs> I drank the purple NOS and it fucked my brain up. <laughs> Greg Proops wasn't kidding. <laughs> so, Jolene Cujo is... Uh, Jotaro Kujo's daughter, and she ran over a man, or maybe she didn't. Who could say? And now she's going to jail. Uh-huh. An all-women's penitentiary, except for the half of it that's an all-men's penitentiary. Because uh, I guess Araki didn't want to commit to strictly drawing female characters the entire time. I they, they show a map, and it says, like, female wing. So, like, they're in their own building, but there, it's part of, like, a complex. Are there prisons that are built that way or are they exclusively so. male exclusively female oh uh, there must be like because federal prisons wouldn't like be entirely i just think uh, you're going th to get like a dormitory situation where like the kids are sneaking over and hanging out <laughs> at night <laughs> like animal house <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that really happens well yeah it's so i guess at, at the start i should probably say that the whole premise of this podcast originally is I don't really know anything about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You have more knowledge going into this than I do. And obviously at a certain point, now I'm initiated into what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, but I still don't have much of an idea of like part to part what they're about. Yeah. So like all I get from this one, I know there's a guy named Poochie. Uh, right. There's uh, it's an, it's a lady Jojo as the main character Jotaro mm -hmm. is in it. That's basically mm -hmm. like all I had to go off of. And it's set in a prison. Like that's all I had initially going into this thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect going from here, but I do appreciate after part four. And I know that we're a ways out from that, that they at least get to like who the main villain of this thing is a lot earlier yeah that surprised me so i have not read this um i know generally what happens in and a lot of the characters um but yeah i was at the end of this the fourth episode here i was like oh he is showing up a lot earlier than i thought he would yeah uh that and the whole like reveal about jolene being framed and all that i thought that would be way later 
but yeah and and so much of the first episode is about jolene being set up to take the fall for this car accident uh her her boyfriend is isn't he just straight up named like romeo romeo yeah perfect (laughs) it's it's her first love they make this very clear Uh uh-huh um he is the one who's actually responsible for running the sky over, but in a hilarious turn of events, it was a different organization that is like Wait, out to get we'll revenge. Get to it, like, come on, I back to the beginning. Well, we don't necessarily have to go it's point to point. Start, when, yep, okay, that's what we right. always did. It's I know you don't remember did. because no, because it's been five years. Been destroyed it's by true. the purple Nas. Um. So no, well, so she ends up in jail, and a lot of that first episode is just kind of walking through that the circumstances about how she got there, which is just that she went through this trial. Uh, her lawyer is an elf. Yeah, he's, he's a satyr or something. I don't know what the. There's a lot of really strange looking people in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but this dude like takes the cake. I don't know yeah. why he has elf ears. And I don't know why his elf ears elongate and shorten, depending on the scene that he's in. I don't know. <laughs> Look something... at my lawyer, dog. I'm going to Middle Earth. <laughs> There's, like, his initial scene is just, it looks almost like normal ears, but, like, they're kind of pointed <laughs> along the upper lobe. Wait, what kind of normal ears are you looking at? Uh, like, they're like guts from Berserk ears, where they uh, have, like, a weird tip at the end of it, but they're not, like, full-on elf mode. And they're, like, and then... Stephen Colbert ears. Yeah, it, oh. and then like when he's in court, he's got piccolo ears where they take up like ninety yeah. percent of the mass of his head. Yeah, he's got a little weird haircut. But then like he's not even the weirdest looking guy in this thing because when they go to the jail, there's that like uh-huh. short dude who's got like a pointed cranium and like some sort of infection going on around his eyes that uh-huh. I guess he's just living with. Loco Barroco is his name. I like his little puppet. Yeah, I know it's a little bit later, but I like the alligator puppet. So I will say this first episode was kind of confusing to me because they jump around a lot. And there were yeah. some parts where I was like, is, is this a flashback? This seems like it's happening earlier, but then it, it isn't. Yeah. Well, that's also why I'm having trouble kind of finding a place to start talking about this one because it is very nonlinear. Yeah. Well, so the very opening is Jolene at the car crash, but she's wearing like her normal outfit, not the one she was actually wearing back then. So it's like a, yeah, I don't know, her remembering the scene of the crime or something. I'm going to assume, though, that's also just like an art mistake on Araki's part that they did not change for the anime. No, that's definitely intentional. Mm. I've also, I've read about think... one thing later on that isn't a sort of art mistake thing that they do correct. I um, I think a lot of that is that they removed a lot of stuff from the beginning here, um, and so that sort of makes it kind of disjointed. Uh, I know there were more scenes of like Jolene's mom getting calls from the cops and stuff that they took out. Yeah, they that's get some of that in a later one very briefly, but yeah, because there's there's some stuff about how Jolene has this fractured relationship with her father because I guess like during her childhood he was like I'm gonna fuck off to japan and hang around with my uncle he's younger than me (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i guess like he never bothered to try to explain any of this to her and so they're very estranged from one another but she has a very deep love and appreciation for her mother Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't really get much of her in the show no also um jolene was uh, a biker previously and they don't mention that at all here oh 
Yeah. Yeah. I know none of this stuff. (laughs) I did not know that they expanded on this stuff more in the manga, uh, which is actually kind of interesting to see them skip over stuff in the show. I bet it'll come up later. But yeah, maybe they for now, that. yeah, there, there's no mention of her like being in biker gangs or anything. Yeah, oh, oh. like she's basically sort of like an Ikichi Onizuka type, I suppose. So she gets a pendant. Uh, her her dad leaves her some stuff, and uh, wouldn't you know, part of the stand arrow is inside of that thing and cuts her finger open. And what do you suppose happens with that? Uh. I don't know. Absolutely Why? nothing. The show ends. She serves her entire sentence, and it is completely unremarkable. But notably, uh, on the way here, uh, she meets Ermes Costello. Yes, I love uh, Ermes Costello. Yeah, she's, she's great. Cool. She's going to be basically the main sidekick for this part. She's going to be the Okusatsu of this. Well, the what? The Okusatsu is that the guy's <laughs> name? Okuyasu. It's been such a long time. Yeah, I she's don't remember the, anymore. She's the Polnareff of this part. Kind Shigechi. Of. No, not Shigechi. That He's... that's um Loco Baroco. He's the Shigechi <laughs> of this part. That's the fucked up thing, is this guy has a completely malformed skull and he doesn't look anywhere near as grotesque <laughs> as Shigechi does. Well no, Shigechi had that Dodoria head. Yeah, you know, now, now I'm thinking, like, comparing... Because I said that the lawyer was, like, one of the strangest designs in the whole show. I kind of blocked Sagechi out from memory until, like, a couple minutes ago. Remember Junkin' Boy? Fuck, you're right. <laughs> He's Never whistling through a hole in his cheek. That lawyer's completely normal. Yeah, <laughs> There's... stuff like that happens all the time. Oh, God. I love it, though. Like, I love that Araki just draws these, like, weird little freaks in his comic, and he doesn't bother to explain why they look that way. They're not, like, no. some weird sort of, like, different species or something that exists alongside no. humans. These are these are human beings like you and me. Something's happened to them, and you're never going to know what. And on the other hand, though, you do see just, like, regular-looking humans. Like, here in the prison, like, these other prisoners just, like, look like regular people. Which is great. I love that there's this JoJo's hierarchy of human beings where it's just, like, there's a regular dude, looks totally normal, nothing unusual about them. There's basically, like, fashion models that are just existing alongside them and nobody comments on that. Yeah. And then there's mutants. Yeah. Uh, So... A, a very strange thing here also happens where uh, Ermes says, like, you need to have money when you're inside. You need to have someone get it for you. I, I'm going to guess Rocky's never been to an American prison. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh, also, considering the rules here seem very lax, um, I'm going to say, yeah, that's probably the case. Uh, I, I don't think Rocky was watching Oz when he was making this or something. Which is kind of interesting because something that I think we both know and and understand about Rocky is he likes to bring up fun little pieces of trivia that he learned when he's doing research about different locations. Like part three is almost entirely a Rocky reading different like atlases and sharing fun stuff about it. Hey, have you heard of hot cola? Check this out. (sighs) I wish I didn't, but I know know now. It's cursed. But... Yeah, it it is then weird to me that I don't know if it's that he researched prisons and he was just like, I'm going to pick and choose the sort of stuff I want in this to make the story work. Uh, Or if he just did not bother to do any of that whatsoever. 
I feel I like this is a case of him watching a movie. Like he watched Shawshank Redemption and was like, I'm going to make a movie or like a, a part of the manga out of that. Did they Prison seem cool? Did they use money in Shawshank Redemption? I've never no. seen that. Okay. I don't think so. Well, I also, neither of us, I think, know what the Japanese penal system is like. So I don't know if like no. money is a more common thing there. Because like American American prison systems, their their economy is based off favors and cigarettes mostly. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's a weird part too when they have the visitation and he's like, "Any items they bring, we'll give to you later." And it's like, no, that, <laughs> this, that doesn't happen. This is skipping ahead a bit, but I do really like that the whole thing with John Gallier's gun is just you could sneak in parts slowly over time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just show like pictures of bread with like gun barrels inside uh-huh. of it. Um, very classic sort of like I baked a saw in this cake for you understanding of how prison works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it isn't that especially like, considering like he's connected to the organization and he's like bribing guards anyway. Like you wouldn't even need to do that. Yeah. So I guess we should probably get into like the reason why Jolene is framed is that anyway, Ermes uh, that... hides money in her tits somehow. <laughs> I don't know. She just cut a little hole and slipped it yeah, in there. Yeah, like, what? That's terrible. <laughs> she did it for, like, it's $110 or something, she says. She says, she's like, I've got four 20s on one side and a 50 on the other. I think, doesn't she also comment on how it makes her boobs look bigger? I I think that's related to, like, she got implants for that purpose, which seems like <laughs> not a good return on investment. I don't know. I spent a few grand on implants so I could sneak in like $140 into prison. When they, uh, when she first showed up in the show, I, like, I've seen plenty of stuff from the manga and I looked at it and I was like, was she drawn by Ichiro Oda in this or something? Because, <laughs> like, the proportions here are pretty different. And I don't know if that's actually something from the manga or something they made up here. Or if it's something they changed her design to more reflect that in the show? I don't know, but like we completely glossed over one of the opening scenes, but I do want to make a point that this is the horniest JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has probably ever been. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... So the whole... We're going to have to age gate this episode. You need to put in your credit card number in order to hear the rest of it. Um, There's a whole opening bit where Jolene is mortified because a guard caught her masturbating. Yeah. And she was masturbating because she was looking at like the bars of her cell. And that was like phallic enough. No, it says something. It's like about the moonlight coming through it or something. I don't know what the hell that means. I just I assumed know. it was I like, here's, here's this big stiff rod in the window. Oh, come on. I'm going to do some stuff. And it like, it is still a funny character moment because I do like that Hermes is involved in this whole thing. Like, I, <laughs> it would not be an episode of Stand and Deliver without <laughs> me horribly mispronouncing one of the main characters' names for We've the entire duration of the podcast. Okay. Well, a new character. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've already trotted out two of them that I fucked up before, but that's not new. Uh, well, she how how do you pronounce it? Hermes. Okay, like so Hermes. So here's the thing: I'm watching the dub this time. Oh, they pronounce it Hermes. Oh, really? In the dub, which I reading that name, I would think it would just be Hermes. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they say it as armies in Japanese, though they don't actually say it that often. So I, I don't. I'll have like to a... listen next time because she hasn't shown up again since. And I part of I wanted to do the dub this time because I've never done that before, and it just defaults it to that. And then also, like very early into this, I thought it would be fun to hear the names that they have to substitute for stands in the dub, but then also see how they differ from the subtitles because spoilers, they're not the same. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know why. Um, but yeah, they, they call her Hermes in it. And I, that struck huh. me as weird, but I guess yeah, now I've yeah. internalized that. And I just, ended up saying I always that. assumed it would be Hermes, like just from reading it, just yeah. like, yeah, because of like the connection to Hermes, um maybe it's a naruto thing where for whatever reason the dub is like over pronouncing naruto yeah i don't don't know know. maybe i'll I'll listen for it next time we come you might be right well whatever her name is (laughs) um oh money tits (laughs) cash titties (laughs) that that girl got titties like an atm (laughs) money bags (laughs) There it is. <laughs> so they're being transferred uh, to, and I'm—I don't know why I'm completely. What Green street? Dolphin. Green Dolphin Prison. Uh-huh. Green Dolphin Street Prison. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit where Jolene gets separated from Hermes, and Hermes is getting shaken down by like two of the guards who knows that she's smuggling in money, and the guards correctly guess that the rest of the cash is in her breasts. <laughs> yeah, kind of very observant yeah prison guards ought to like get jobs as detectives or something if they're calling shit like that but also um should be noted that jolene hears this because of her stand stone free which i'm also gonna say not a great stand no kind of disappointing it doesn't really do much that's interesting looks cool I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where Araki kind of figures it out as he goes. I mean, it does have some amount of versatility with the threads it can make. So, yeah, uh, basically, she can sort of unravel her body into thread. Uh, it can be used to like eavesdrop on conversations. Apparently, like she can use it to cut off some stuff. She uses it here when she's listening to Hermes to uh, cut off one of the guards' ear, which is yeah. pretty cool. Which, um, but then I, also it can sort of ravel like up into a physical form like a standard stand uh, and just punch yeah. things she can she can do the aura aura yeah yeah because she's a she's a jojo so they yeah. got their bases covered um yeah the stone free one too i think that it's supposed to isn't it supposed to just be called no, it's stone free. It's they stone they call free. it okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting. See now, I'm flipping so, them around. So the they part call it is stone ocean. Yeah. But in the dub and everything, they just call it stone ocean too. Yeah. Though it's supposed to be stone free. That's right, and and that's what I was trying to get at, and I was getting it flipped around in my head. But which is see, this is the problem though with watching the dub is you don't get them clearly saying the actual name. Yeah, so I may may need to rethink this approach. Um, (laughs) You don't get Goo Goo Dolls yelling, Goo Goo Dolls, over and over like a Pokemon. Yeah, they just call it, uh, what do they call on this one? I think it's just GG. So the subtitles call it GG Dolls. Okay, that's, one of them is Cry Cry Dolls, 
I think that they changed it to either. That, that was the, the subtitles or the dub. I can't remember which. But that, that was like one of the ones where it was just like, I've got, I'm juggling names here for this thing. I know what it is. And I got two of them that they changed it to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the stone free stone ocean thing is funny because there's a speech later on where Jolene is just like, I'm going to name my stand stone ocean. Cause I'm going to escape from this stone ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's just very clumsy. Whereas yeah, it, it makes more sense where it's like, I'm it's stone free. Cause I'm going to be free of this place. Yeah. Um, but of course that's a, another case of a, a, a musician music related thing that they could not mm-hmm. work rights out to, or just did not care to do that. So, However, uh, of course, they keep to the music names for the stands, but a lot of the character names now, apart from Jolene, are uh, based on like fashion designers or fashion yeah. brands and stuff. Which is, yeah. uh, and uh, Ermes Costello, obviously, is Elvis Costello, but yeah. um, like we have guests here. We have, uh, he's unnamed, but the, uh, the boy that shows up later is, I think, whatever his name is, it's really close to Armani's real name oh okay yeah i so kind of wrapping up this first episode though jolene like throughout the episode she's kind of having premonitions and she's overhearing things and that's her stand manifesting and then she actually uses it and begins to understand it when she saves ermies but we don't see ermies again after this uh it's just jolene for like these next three episodes so i don't know when ermie shows back up again I think it'll be pretty soon, judging by what happened at the end here, but okay, we'll see. But yeah, th- that first episode, I it's good enough at setting things up, but it's not my favorite first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No. It, it might be my least favorite first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a lot of setup. Yeah. That's the main thing. Not a whole lot happens in it. Yeah, I agree um, with that. But then the second episode, everything starts popping off because we get this. Uh, what, God, I can't remember her name either. The Guess. cellmate. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, Gwess, I guess, actually is her name. That That but, is how they pronounce it in the dub. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Well, I think her name actually is Gwess, okay. like even in the Japanese one. Why do you pronounce names wrong? <laughs> just felt wrong like it. Just learn how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gwess. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be real bummed when this is a case of like Josuke's 50 million friends you see for like a few episodes and then they stop showing up like that. I, I can't remember his name either, but the little the guy who in the manga was like a big buff guy, but got so demasculated yeah. he turns into like a wee man. Yeah, I think like, she is kind of that equivalent. That's such a bummer because I oh she's great. So her whole thing is like. I mean, initially she's vicious to Jolene, like she just immediately beats the shit out of her. But then like the next day, she's super nice and sweet. Also, she has a bird. She's got a little bird and I love birds a whole yeah, lot. You do, especially talking birds. I... She feeds us birds some stuff and then uh, uh, its head pops off and some arms come out of it to it's grab not, some food. Not really the part about birds that I like is that they're <laughs> filled with human beings. I um, laughed so hard at that though because <laughs> I was not aware of that, and so <laughs> just like the tiny arms coming out of the bird's neck hole yeah. were so funny. I was so confused by that initially. I was like, "Is the bird her stand?" And then the <laughs> bird is able to 
produce arms from its neck? How does that work? Well, there's a part later that confused me, um, mm. but it, it's explained after that. Uh, but yeah, when that happened, I was like, all right, the real JoJo's Bizarre Adventure starts here. <laughs> like, this is what I'm looking for. But yeah, Gwes is an asshole. She's a gaslighter. She... Yeah she's very sweet but then her attitude turns on a dime and she is a complete jerk and i love that yeah. um, there's the bit inside the cafeteria where she's very obviously taken like two of everything that she could eat and now jolene doesn't have anything because like the food lines closed and she just straight up denies it even though she walked by her with double everything <laughs> you had two bananas no i didn't dumb <laughs> It's like right on the tray. I can see it. Yeah. Although then, eh, Jolene did get there later. Like, I don't think that would have made a big difference, but yeah. You know. And so then there's, there's some stuff that they, they sprinkle in here very early about the seven wonders of this prison. And so I know that like a Rocky obviously is not going to like play the whole prison system up in a way that is accurate, but he is still developing a system by which this prison operates and it's appropriately weird as shit. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll like it in the long run, even if characters are like constantly talking about exchanging cash in an American prison, which is very <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, which also like kind of going back to that for a second, I like how Hermes warns Jolene about that way past the point where Jolene would be able to get money. Like she's yeah. already in the vehicle. Well, she going says to somebody should bring it to you when they come visit. Uh, I'm, I must have missed that. Um, I was too busy lurk, lo looking at Hermes's hair. It's uh, a... <laughs> okay. I was trying to figure out like if we ever had another JoJo's character with dreadlocks, and I don't, I don't think we've, you know, it's very. I cool. don't think so. I like a lot about Hermes's uh, design. Anyway, uh, Gwes is hanging out on a bench with her uh, parrot, Peachon. <laughs> She is mashing between her hands and violently yes. telling it how much she loves it. Yep. <laughs> Reminds me of Josuke's mom. Yeah, kinda. Um, but there's this whole thing about, like, she's giving it these little orders, she's training it, and it gets something wrong. It says something it's that a, a parrot it just goes wouldn't like, say. Whoa. <laughs> or something yeah. when she moves it once. It's just like, <laughs> What? Does a bird say whoa? <laughs> and it gets like it doesn't know what to say because it's under distress and it's just like I I love I, you. I, I love you. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, that doesn't you betrayed my trust. You don't love me at all. And so she just starts squeezing the shit out of this little man bird. Uh-huh. And then like Jolene yanks it up. She's on like this balcony up above. And like as soon as Jolene looks at it, it's just a whole bunch of like body parts are just falling out of this bird. Yeah. So that that was the part I wondered about. I was like, okay, was it actually alive or was this part of Stan's power or something? And turns out no goo goo dolls just like tore him apart. But Yeah. See, I misinterpreted that, actually. I thought that she squeezed it so hard that the guy just kind of, like, popped apart into pieces, which that didn't make much sense to me, but... No, because... That, uh, that does make sense that Goo Goo Dolls would rip it up. Well, yeah, because later when Jolene... Uh, well, we'll get to it, but Goo Goo Dolls does not like it when they disobey, so... Mm. 
which uh, Jolene is now quickly shrunken down thanks to the stand power, and she is given a rat outfit to wear. By outfit, I mean it's just a hollowed-out rat. <laughs> Which is really good. I'm into it. I want to be stuffed inside of a rat and talked down to. You want to be the giant rat that makes all of the rules? That's that's right, yes. Um. So <laughs> there's this like really good sequence of her training rat Jolene. Yeah. Um, and like resting these like heavy books on her as like an endurance training thing, but Jolene's cheated and she's kind of like snuck some objects it's to like white out bottles or something. Yeah, and like at, at first Gwess is she's pissed about it, but just kidding, she appreciates the ingenuity because that's what a rat would do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she also likes it's a very firm rule that Jolene can only talk to her in a cutesy way. Mm-hmm. She has to squeak like a rat ah <laughs> uh, see they didn't put that in the dub now i gotta rewatch it she <laughs> well, just makes her talk like a like a little girl like a baby girl well, that's kind of what she does in the japanese too okay but they say it's like like a rat i don't know but Gwes has a plan for busting out she's going to have little rat jolene kind of like uh, sneak through some bars that a, a regular sized human being would not be able to get through and kind of scope out what's ahead and uh, formulate an escape route out of the prison. Um, it uh, does not work. Well, no, because Gwes like wanders away. Yeah. Uh, apparently unaware that proximity is required. And so Jolene starts growing uh, and bursting out of the rat suit bigger bigger <laughs> yeah there's so Make something that i jolene grow <laughs> lord zed up here tossing down that weird looking grenade thing yeah um yeah there's something that i kind of so i don't think the show's going to go in this direction but this this initially made me think the whole idea, like the premise behind this season, at least for a while, would kind of follow the same trajectory as part four, where it's just different stand users that are popping up who are like their inmates, but they don't necessarily understand how stands work. They were just given this power and they don't fully understand the rules of it. Yeah, and, I thought it'd kind of just be like a series of attempts to escape the prison yeah like something that. like that and and that because there's this also sets up that the uh stand arrow the fragment of it has been traveling around the prison after jolene tried to like throw it away after it cut her right because um, we know at this point armies has already used it too because yeah. she's who Gwes got it from yeah and and so i thought the idea would be that this this piece of the arrow would just kind of make its way around the prison and people would accidentally get stand powers or perhaps somebody would realize what it does and like a gang gives themselves stand powers mm. um but i don't think that's the direction it's going to go in and and part of why i think it was it maybe would or that i would find that interesting is you get a lot of good stuff of like jolene also doesn't know how stands work and she's figuring out how it goes and unfortunately when you get to the next episode like all the rules are just laid out for her so that's yeah. sort of like mystery about how does my stand work how does other stands work like that kind of stops being a thing i mean she, she kind of figures it out here with goo goo dolls though like when she hits it like it damages Gwes, and so she already knows that part 
Yeah, that's true. And she does come to the conclusion that Gwes moving around is what's causing her to grow. Um, yeah. So I have claustrophobia. So okay. the bits of her getting stuck between the bars kind of like made me nervous. It's a cartoon. Or it is. It is. Shut but up. I, I have like these weird anxieties of like getting my head stuck in like a banister. <sighs> <laughs> like a dumb kid I have to grease you up and slide you out well there's so this fucked up way that my brain works is like I'm afraid of stuff like that happening but like every time I see a banister I'm like I think my head could fit through that <laughs> this is like being afraid of quicksand <laughs> but then also being like I bet I could get out of that quicksand if I really wanted to yeah. And so living under like the constant fear of like my ego putting me into the exact scenario that I'm also terrified of. Anyway, basically what happens <laughs> here is uh, Jolene starts growing. She manages to get out. Uh, Goo Goo Dolls uh, chases after her, tries yeah, to slash Goo at her. Goo Goo Dolls is freaking out. Yeah. And she just like punches it. And like yeah. manages to grab it Like that's when she learns to form Her uh, humanoid version of Stone Free Yeah uh, And it's, then it's, it's like hey shrink me down So I can get through these bars Because one of the guards saw her in the restricted area um, Yeah And so she has to shrink her down So she can get back through the bars And then Gwes is like hey, we're, we're good right Don't punch my head a lot more <laughs> I didn't like that I didn't like the part where you were hurting me yeah. I want to go back to the part where I was hurting you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not a very like tactical fight. There's there's some good tense bits in it, but it is mostly just Jolene. The solution is her stand fully manifest. She doesn't come up with like a creative game plan. Oh, uh, and then like final note here on this episode. Uh, this is the first one we get the intro. I like it a lot. Like yeah, the song. it's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, what about intro? the outro? Yeah. yeah. Kind of boring. I'm kind of with you on that one. Like There's not just like shots the... of a beach and then a song. It's like, eh. yeah, it's not just the song selection. It's the fact that like the actual like outro animation. There's just not much going on with it. It's no Jodeci. I guess. What what's Jodeci? <laughs> that was the uh, in song in part five. I forget what the song was. Um, oh god, I'm blanking on it too. I know what the song is. Both of them. Because the yeah. first one, uh, oh god, I'm, I can't remember the name of that song either, but it was the one that started, like, I'm waking up so horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> looking it up. I need to know the names looking of these. Looking it up, alright, fine, I'm going to look. I do really like, though, the actual, like, animation sequence for the second outro to part five, where it's got, like, that uh, tower of stands that's, like, slowly building itself up yeah. the further into the show you go. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, that, that, no, my favorite outro, I think, is part four, but, like, that Freaking one. Freaking You was the song. I was going to say Rockin' Me, and I know that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, freaking you. Was the yeah, one. I know I've heard the song that they use for the outro for this one, but I just don't know the name of it. It's a it's Duffy. It's a d yeah. distant stranger. I think it said in the credits. That sounds right. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I've heard yeah. it before, but it's just not my kind of yeah. Was wasn't Duffy like kidnapped or something? Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> disappeared for a long time and then was like, she was like oh by the way i was kidnapped like, for years <laughs> i haven't heard about this at all I mean, it's not really funny um, but... <laughs> it's kind of funny like little <laughs> the, specifically the part where it's just like i've been gone for years because i've been kidnapped i forgot to mention that that part's funny the actual <laughs> kidnapping thing is horrible <laughs> But the okay. delayed the, the delayed response and by the way I was kidnapped is it's kind of good it's kind of funny. Is Next it not? Episode, episode, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> episode three, <laughs> the visitor part one. This is not related to the Deep Space Nine episode, the visitor, the best episode of the series, yeah. uh, unless you have no heart or uh, cannot empathize at all with any sort of relationship to family members. What was the visitor about? It's <laughs> 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 the one with the old Jake Sisko. What do you mean that's one of the best ones? <laughs> because it is. You talk, it's a Jake at... Sisko episode. Are you mad? But he's Tony Todd in that one. Yeah, he's Tony Todd in most of it, but not all. Like, you still got to put up with regular Jake at the beginning and end of that thing. Yeah, just a little bit. Ah, I didn't you, like that You get one. old Nog. No, that like one's stupid. Anyway, it took a whole 40 minutes before <laughs> the first Star Trek reference here. Yeah. There's going to be more of it, I'm sure. Just, I still really would like to do a watch-along thing for the next generation. I know I'll never be able to convince you to do that. But... Absolutely not. I think if you get past the first three seasons of that show, you would like it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is like Final Fantasy 13 gets really good about 40 hours in. It's not too dissimilar from that. Um, also, by the way, the first three seasons are all like full 24 episode orders. I'm aware. Um, That's how they did it back then. Yeah, God. I'm trying to think if there's like any show anymore, really, that does like full 24 episodes outside of like anime stuff, obviously. Like the, but... No, like NCIS, like that kind of stuff they do. Yeah, 20 true. something episode seasons, the Law and yeah. Orders and whatever. The cheap ones. Jolene's trying to get on the phone. Yes. So these two episodes, I like them a lot. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't wrap up this plot line until next week, I assume. Um but yeah, she has a visitor, and she assumes it's going to be her mom. Uh, but this weird little freak that's running around through You're secret passageways wants to get on the phone. Oh right! <laughs> <laughs> I actually, for a moment, I thought that was in the last episode. Um, yeah, she needs to make a phone call. She ends up. Um, so there's this whole thing about like if you want to get on the phone you need to make an appointment like a month out and like that's another one of the seven wonders of the prison uh but also she makes the mistake of like lending a dollar to one of the by the way i do not know what you're talking about with the wonders of the prison it's a line that comes up twice only in the dub apparently where a character dismisses an oddity about the prison as being one of the prison's seven wonders is this i think in the subtitles it's when they say this is the cause of the phenomenon that is maybe that's what they're replacing with like wonders of the prison yes it must be because i don't know what the hell you just said to me <laughs> it's a, when she um she like trade the one prisoner trades her time to another one for twenty dollars she says something like this is the cause of the phenomenon rocky has a way with words yeah 
Yeah, he's a a writer. Um, anyway, Jolene lends a dollar to a lady who yeah. wants to use the phone. And which the whole thing, Hermes comes out, not Hermes, Quest comes Wes. out and and tells her like, hey, you need to get that money back like right away. Because if you don't, you're basically signaling to everybody that they can walk all over you. Um, Good advice. The first bit of prison life that they've gotten right so far. <laughs> yeah. Is you do not just lend something to somebody out of the goodness of your heart because that makes you weak, makes you soft. Weak. Um, and so. Wah! <laughs> no one knows what that's from. Anybody who's played Street Fighter 3 knows the sounds Alex makes. No one's played Street Fighter 3. They went Ooh, right from. Weak. They, they went right from 2 to like 20 other different versions of 2. Nobody <laughs> has played 3. Come on, lots of people played Third Strike. Uh, okay. I didn't play Third Strike, so. Um, if you played any version of Street Fighter 3, it was probably Third Strike. I th- I've literally only played, uh, I think, uh, Turbo. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I think that's the only one yeah, I've played. I don't like Turbo. Yeah, I don't like Street Too fast. Fighter. Probably because I've <laughs> only played Turbo. Six looks pretty good, though. Um, Turbo's like a hack. Like, that's not a real game. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, look, she goes and tries to get her money back. Uh, but this lady, she's already internalized, oh, you're weak and I can walk all over you. So she not only says that she's not going to give the dollar back, basically, but she also wants more money now. But it's really funny because she looks like a nice blonde and then she gets really brutal towards Jolene <laughs> yeah. when asked for a dollar. Uh, this is a really good bit, though, of Jolene kind of learning more about her stand power. Because yeah. she she uses it to... I think earlier than this, she, she's testing the strength of her stand when it's in like its full form. And like yeah. currently she can just sort of like bend quarters. She can uh, like kind of crush it, yeah. Yeah, turn it to dust. And so she puts quarter dust into this girl's coffee to put her in a state of bowel distress um this girl needs to shit bad but Uh jolene is in the one bathroom that's nearby and extorts her for money in order to use it uh, and has also apparently just not stopped at her but decided to make everybody else in the room need to shit bad yeah, it's because there's the one girl in there that was being extorted by the others she saw earlier yeah. when Gwes was giving her the demonstration. And so she says to her, like, hey, you should get in the bathroom next because other people are going to have to use it. Yeah. You're the only one who can save yourself. Yeah, and it, I, I think that's a really good bit of her kind of learning what the prison system is going to expect of her and who she needs to be in there and a bit more understanding of how her stand works. So it's a really good little character moment here uh and then somebody let a baby in the prison and i got scared and i had to leave the room <laughs> he's not a baby he looks like a l- weird little baby a little baseball player baby is <laughs> i don't know in why he's prison. wearing a baseball player outfit <laughs> i don't know either and he's apparently like i don't know how he's getting around this place he's showing up in it's trash nice. cans he's telling people to kick walls he's going through tunnels it's like that agent in um get smart it's the bit remember him um he would just like pop out of trash cans and like give it was basically what they ripped off for the chief in inspector gadget yeah so i i was going to say i remember that from the chief i forgot that was originally from get smart yeah um 
yeah the he's got so it reminded me specifically of uh nacho libre the bit where like the really big girl wants to like make out with his friend and he tries to run and she just immediately gets out of her chair and rushes into a tunnel in the wall i don't remember anything about nacho libre it's been a long time i barely remember anything about it but that one bit stuck with me because the snappiness of the way the camera just cuts over and there's a hole and she's just going in there with like all the speed of a rat (laughs) like it's really really it's very funny and also very scary (laughs) (laughs) is it as scary as getting your head stuck between banisters it's scary in the sense that like i could get my whole body stuck in that tunnel (laughs) I probably would have, that one was made for like a, like a like a like a big like a big fat girl like I'd probably be fine in there but like this guy's this baseball player baby's like weird tiny baby tunnel like I could probably get stuck in that. All right. Anyway, the, the tunnel stuff comes later, but I do he does just kind of show up and warns her like, "Hey, you're going to have a visitor tomorrow. You should not meet with them if you do. It's not just going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad for like everybody like some really ominous shit is going to happen he says like there will be a fate worse than death which i think eh, this is being kind of dramatic with that one sure it's she's meeting with jotaro and i he's seen some things so it's probably all going to be fine well he he specifically does not say like the visitor is the danger he says don't go to the visitation room yeah, but I'm saying that anything that could unfold from that, Jotaro has been around the block yeah, yeah, a few okay, times. Yeah, so. yes. Uh, You're safe in the arms of Jotaro. Yes. I wish Jotaro Chogoro, was my dad. He would be... Weirdo. I wish Jotaro was my dad. He would be just as absent as my real dad, but then he <laughs> would give me a fun ghost friend later on in life. And see, that's why you couldn't, you couldn't uh, empathize with that episode of DS9. You're just like, I don't know, like my dad, if he got zapped away, I just would never see him again. <laughs> the last time I think about my dad trying to like genuinely bond with me when I was in my teens was trying to get me to go watch dog races with him. And I was like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck about that. I'm I'm playing Sonic 3. Go away. <laughs> Better than taking you to see dog fights, I guess. I don't know. I might have said yes to the dog fights. <laughs> might have gotten to see DMX. I don't want to go watch my dad get drunk and lose small amounts of money at the dog tracks. That does not sound like a fun bonding experience to me. Yeah. The last time we actually had a genuine bonding experience, speaking of baseball, is he took me to an Anaheim Angels game and he drank too much there and he ate like one of those like pound bags of peanuts, of salted peanuts. He ate like half of that. So we also got like super dehydrated. And then he started falling asleep while driving the car on the way back. And so I had to, like, keep waking him up so he didn't die. Anyway, I don't like The Visitor. I think it's a lousy episode of Star Trek Team Space Nine. <laughs> I, don't th- I think only weird asses with functional families enjoy it. So Jolene is here eating lunch uh, in the cafeteria, which I would like to note. In this American prison, uh, their lunch apparently consists of milk, fried rice uh some kind of pudding with chunks in it i don't know what that is a banana and a a perfectly cubic piece of bread i guess (laughs) 
I think we've been over before how I was in like a kind of a juvenile detention center thing. And oh, the, here we go again. Well, I just the <laughs> the the goop with chunks in it is how I would describe the like potatoes and gravy or the biscuits and gravy that they served for breakfast. It like did not look like food. I don't know. This this looks like um banana pudding or something but with yeah, like it's, white and red chunks in it. It's just a really weird hodgepodge of different foods that make no sense going together in general, though. Yeah. Fried rice and milk. Sure, why not? Uh, they're in prison. They're not supposed to be eating cuisine, I guess. That's right. It's not uh, supposed to be a, a five-star restaurant over here. We don't have Gordon Ramsay cooking up your meals in prison. You're in the slammer. It's a it should be prison. punishment. It's not about rehabilitation. <laughs> it's about punishment. They need to be punished <laughs> severely and often. I don't know what recidivism means, but I bet it's good. <laughs> we need to make sure that they are alienated from all their fellow human beings. We need to make sure that they have hatred deep in their heart for anybody <laughs> they encounter. Solitary confinement should be permanent that's right <laughs> should be in like that tool video <laughs> just like you stick them in a drawer into a little cell and just leave them there forever i watched merry christmas mr lawrence and i had some ideas about how the prison system should be run <laughs> we need to be burying more people up to their necks <laughs> there, there's two things american prisons don't have enough of it's Burying people up to their necks in homoeroticism. <laughs> and when I'm in charge, We're it's going to happen any day right now. <laughs> anyway, Jolene goes to the visitation room and Pappy's there. Yeah, but she's first, because uh, our little baseball player baby shows back up in the trash can and he tries to talk her out of it one more time and she's like, yeah, but my mom might be in there and I love my moms. And so he's like, okay, well, take this human bone it's not human just in the dub they say it's human they do it's tiny yeah. it's like they, a, it's like a tiny hip bone i thought it was like from a lizard or something it looks to me like a pelvic bone yeah that's what i'm saying like the, what do you <laughs> well you said a lizard i don't you know what bones are in lizards it's, it's a tiny hip bone and then you say well it looks like a pelvic bone the pelvis what is different the pelvis than the hip like? <laughs> The hip is the upper. The hip is the big upper part. The pelvis is the tiny little part at the bottom. It's all one piece. <laughs> no, it's not. He, cr he cracked it off of someone. Anyway, it's a tiny pelvis bone that does not look human. It looks human enough to me. But that, look how small it is. It can't be. Was, maybe was he baby? took it. Maybe he took it from another baby baseball player. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe. Okay, sure. Maybe he's a byproduct of a little league game gone wrong, and a stand killed the other little league team, and now he's got like one of their pelvic bones. Yeah, looking at it's not even like a pelvis. It's like it almost sort of looks like a tailbone. Yeah, yeah. Because it definitely has sort of like a spine thing and like a little. I don't know, but it's really small. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, Larry and George try to figure out what bones are what. <laughs> the Bone Identification Podcast. Call me Mr. Bones. 
So he gives her this bone and it like cuts her hand. Um, Not yet. See, that's what I was trying to remember, because I actually forgot that it cut her hand for like most of this encounter. Yeah. And then it's like only later where it kind of loose back around. I was like, oh, right. She was her hand got sliced at some point by the side. Yeah. Um, but she goes in there. She doesn't want to deal with her dad at all. She's so pissed off to see her dad. She brutally assaults the prison guard. Just immediately like gives him a double axe handle like Vegeta too. <laughs> Just like right over the head and completely knocks him out. She's like jostling his body going like, okay, come on, man. Time to get back up. <laughs> yeah. It has this almost moment where she's just like, shit, I might have killed him. During um, all this, there's jizz dripping through a vent uh, <laughs> overhead. Nobody, uh, that's fine. John Gallier with his jacket that makes him look like gooey Gus. John um, Gallier with a giant butt. <laughs> this huge, like, he's got a Kim K dumper. He is hiding so much cash in that ass, you have no idea. <laughs> that's the plan. He's hiding just, gun parts in there. Just ripping Benjamins out of that butt. Um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly where the scene falls, but yeah, that bit where he's like in the shower and we establish that he's blind, but he's like one of those like blind fictional characters that basically can see better he, than somebody with the full use of their eye. He like he has to feel around to get out of the shower and also puts his pants on backwards like crisscross. It's un. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was intentional or not. He kind of acts like it is, but I don't know. But yeah, he has but... to feel around to move through there, and yet he can snipe people from you know. Yeah, and also like move away. move his shoe to catch like a dropping dollar bill right yeah. into it. Yeah. So I do kind of like that though, like the whole sort of subversion played for laughs of like initially getting you to think that's the trope they're going to play into, but then he also put his pants on backwards. I, so, I guess that's a joke i don't know i thought maybe iraqi just like crisscross i think it's supposed to be a joke but you know I me mean, he, he gives sure her a Rocky... smirk like hey, or something when he, when he does it so i don't i thought it was intentional no. i'm sure rocky also happens to like crisscross probably there is a Let's non-zero chance yeah uh so here jotaro actually tells uh, jolene the full story of what happened too so yeah we never actually went through it but she was out driving with her boyfriend. Uh, she tried to get, or he tried to get her to give him uh, some alcohol, which wasn't a great idea. But yeah. she doesn't do it anyway. Uh, and then uh, he, a guy, launches into his windshield. <laughs> um, and then of course he's like, "Well, this guy's dead. I'm not going to jail for him. So let's drag him into the trunk." Uh, and so Jolene goes along with it. And uh, mm. they were caught. And then later, it turns out in trial, that, so the elf lawyer tells her that they've got a plea deal where if she pleads uh, guilty, then she'll get like five year, or she'll get be, she'll be able to get paroled in a year, basically. Yeah, she'll be and, in and out, so it'll be nothing. Instead, uh, she finds out that guy was not dead, and when they apparently dumped him in a swamp later, it drowned him. Uh, and so she gets 15 years. She pulled a Tetsuo of the Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jotaro tells her that this crooked lawyer w wasn't paid off by her boyfriend, who's a rich kid, and she yeah. thinks that uh, his parents were responsible <laughs> or something. But in fact, it was uh, 
John Galanti. Jesus, I can even, even I can pronounce this. It's John Gallier. John Gallier. Yeah. Oh right, because it's like Gallier. it's John. It's John Gallier. Yeah. A. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, see, so the first time I saw that, I was thinking it was like a joke on John Gotti. Uh, and it turns out, like, no, John Gotti is like the fashion designer. Yeah, see, I, I at first thought it was a musician name being right. snuck in. So I was just like, I don't think I've ever heard of a musician named John Gallier, but I think that's what he's going for. I mean, we've uh, never heard of Jean-Pierre Polnareff either. Uh, no, but you bringing up early in this podcast that he's going off fashion designers, I figured that must just be the case then but uh yeah john he Galt. is he, <laughs> that would be pretty good if he had a character that was just named john Galt. yeah um he is a former member of dio's old egyptian crew and i really like how jotaro puts it in the dub i don't know how he says it in the japanese one uh, but he sums up the whole egypt incident as i went to egypt once and kicked this guy's ass <laughs> He doesn't say it like that. I think he says, like, I defeated an en- enemy of our family or something. He, okay. he says this guy is, he doesn't say he's one of his sub- subordinates or, like, thralls or something like that. I don't remember exactly what he says about him. Yeah, the basic point is he was somebody who was wrapped up with Dio back when all that stuff was happening, which I also, like, looked up that character's age because I was curious because obviously, like, 20 plus years have gone by since that happened. So I was like, I wonder how old John Gallier is because he looks young. He was in like his early or mid teens when he was involved with Dio. Yeah, probably. So Dio is a you bad know, guy in you case know you Dio. don't know. Dio would have been on the Epstein flight logs. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> You've seen what he was up to. Dio wouldn't just be on the Epstein flight logs. He'd own the damn island. <laughs> yeah. Dio's into all sorts of stuff. None of it's good. He's turning people into dogs. He's putting He's ladies. people from Twitter for tracking <laughs> his jets. Uh, but so that's kind of setting up i i guess what the main conflict of this is going to be is that dio's remnants are out to get jotaro and i guess by proxy or because she shows herself to be more of a threat joey yeah well yes like that's the whole reason jotaro has been estranged from jolene was that he didn't want them to attack her to get to him or anything like that yeah which he kind of alludes to here um but yeah, I guess that's a, again, I thought Jotaro wouldn't show up until like halfway through or something. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see him show up this early, but looks a little odd. The twinkification of yeah. Jotaro Kujo is is reaching its maximum. It is also there are just like a couple of shots where I think eh, they're pretty off model here. Actually, but it's I... only really noticeable because we've seen so much of him in the past. The most off-model Jotaro has ever been was that flashback in part five when Polnareff is describing what happened in Egypt. And oh, Jotaro yeah. looks straight up like a lady. In yeah, that. that was weird. Um, like he's just got a big dumper and a really <laughs> tight, <laughs> really, really tight midsection. Not a John Golly dumper. <laughs> it was bigger than that. 
I looked that back up earlier today because I like something something about <laughs> this show. That. I just went to Jotaro's page on the wiki. Oh, okay. Because I I figured that's got to be somewhere in the gallery because it's like one of the very few times he shows up in part five, uh, and it is in there. Um, Speaking not... of the wiki, unfortunately, no notes from director Suda on any oh, of these episodes. Yeah, or I would have done them. By and now. and we don't have the manga. I don't think they've begun publishing part six in English, so we can't read Rocky. No, they have not. They just finished either. five, so hopefully yeah. soon. And I decided not to buy those, so I can't read those notes anyway, because there's only so much space on my shelf, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is already taking up a ridiculous amount of space in here. Well, also, the, the notes would be from the anime, not the manga. Um, sure, but we still that was a thing that we still did before, because there was a while where we didn't have Suda's notes. Suda's wisdom. Oh, right, yeah, I see what yeah. you mean. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, point is that that feature is dead and buried, because we just don't yeah. have anything to fill it with. But... Um, so yeah, there's Jizz is dripping in the room. John Gallier has got a fat dumper. Joe Taro has been fully twinkified. Cats and dogs living together. Everything's about to I pop off and get real weird. Uh, George is dead. <laughs> Steinbrenner's here. Call me back. Uh, yeah, I should have. Um, so we get our first real big stand battle of the series so far. This is the first one where like they got to use their minds to try to figure out how to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is his stand, uh, which is this little drone with these kind of like metallic protrusions. He can snipe off of that. And the way that he detects people is by changes in air pressure. Yes. Or right. like air currents, like just generally air. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's up in this like tower in the men's ward and there's already like this really sort of like this this piece that doesn't add up to this fight is somehow he's able to snipe all the way from the men's ward into the fairly enclosed space they're in in the visitation center. Yeah. And well, he's, he's able bouncing to... it off of his stand as part of it. But, but also, even... yes, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Even then, there's not a good... Because initially, I think they say that there's a window down the hall. So in the hallway, he'd be able to ricochet off of that. But I think eventually he gets into the room and he's still able to in the room. do that was there yeah there's a window with like bars on it i thought the okay i it thought shows that room was the totally view enclosed. of like him looking from his tower across into their room it like even does a camera zoom into it i guess for some reason i thought that was the window because they specifically mentioned there's one down the hall they're trying to figure out how to get out Okay. And he's saying, like, they can't go that way. There's a window there. Oh, which, by the way, the whole reason Jotaro is here is to break the law and just straight <laughs> yes. up bust his daughter out of prison. Which is great. He's just like, we're going to uh, go around the law. I'm getting you out of here. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, why does he care? He's got the speed wagon yeah. foundation at his beck and call. I don't. It. He's like a citizen of Japan. I'm sure he just like fuck off back there if he really wanted to. I think like. Yeah. I don't think. I want to guess Jotaro doesn't really care much about living in Florida. No, probably not. <laughs> Okuyasu um, would. He'd love it in Florida. Actually, I don't know. Like, he is a marine biologist. Yeah. That's probably why that he's also, in Florida to begin with. Also but, gives him a good cover. No, well, no, he's in Florida well, to see Jolene and get her out. But if his family lives in Florida, the reason they live in Florida to begin with is probably because his job as a marine biologist took him to Florida. 
Yeah. Please okay. read my fan fiction about how Jotaro met his wife. It's on the JoJo's wiki, the number one place for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan fiction. It's on JoJo fandom wiki, uh, which also appears if you search for anything in the JoJo wiki, which is very good and useful. That wiki just... So there is a different wiki that is better than that, but also, like, they both of them suck. I really wish someone would like put in the effort to make a good JoJo's wiki. Well, the regular one's fine. I don't know this what is... you mean. I I have issues. It's not worth getting into, but it's a similar <laughs> thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> Go off on the JoJo wiki. It doesn't like work well for me half the time, and it's hard to actually filter out information to get you what need I want. To turn the ad block on. Um, I'm looking up JoJo stuff at work because that's how I fill my time when I'm getting paid to be somewhere is looking up stuff about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So there's a problem problem. there. Anything fandom, if you don't have Adblock on, unusable. The the Gundam wiki is still the absolute worst one because there's just a lot of people who are documenting all the panty shots for all the female (laughs) characters in Gundam. So if you go to any female character's page in the gallery, there's like 16 different shots of the same 30-second scene where their panties were visible. Uh, The worst one I've encountered is Wikipedia because they uh, write everything as though it's a real person. Anyone editing a wiki as like a hobby is mentally ill, except for the beautiful wonderful angels working the muppets wiki they're the only good ones uh, i don't know about that i to be fair have not been there much i follow them on tumblr when i signed up to try to post art on that thing it was like signed like follow other people in the muppets wiki was one of them and they just post like cute, cute pictures of, of muppets mm, okay enjoying the holidays fine. and stuff it's nice fine fine yeah. fine Unlike those freaks at the Gundam Wiki. John Here's... Golly has a gun. <laughs> which He's going to use it. Built into his cane, uh, which he quickly assembles. Because uh, the guard apparently walks by him like once every five hours or something. I don't know. Also does not pay any attention to the gunshots. Yeah. He clearly audible. Well, he has this big silencer, which is like, I guess they're out for that. But then in the show, of course, they put in these really loud gunshots. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be operating off of like movie silencer logic where it's almost entirely silent. No, but I'm saying like you, the viewer, hear oh, it. Yeah. And that's what I mean is they put the sound effects in there. So it's still audible. But yeah, they at least made it like a James Bond movie or something where it's just a. Pew, pew, yeah. Like, yeah. OK. But nope. They do not do that, which nope. I I guess your excuse could be, well, he's paid off the guard to look the other way. But even if that's the case, why would he have to hide inside? Yeah, exactly. Game? So, look, nothing is adding up here, right? There's not really that many good angles to get the shots that he's getting. <laughs> we're basically he's... we're Columboing Iraqi here. <laughs> <laughs> now, this he's... guy, he for an organization, right? And he's paid off the guards. Now, that, that's interesting, Mr. Rocky. Now, if he had paid off the guards, then why would he have to hide his gun? Huh? That, does, that doesn't quite add up. Columbo talking about how his wife has a stand. <laughs> so he I'm, knows how they work a little bit so he can see how his... I've like... about these stands. My wife has one of them. She's always <laughs> punching toasters all the time at home. Gets really annoying, you know? <laughs> I love Columbo stand user Columbo. (laughs) (laughs) 
imagining him doing this to fucking Dio in his like Egypt castle. <laughs> Dio just like profusely sweating like he's actually being put on the back foot by this. Yeah. Um what's happening here? Oh right, so nothing makes sense. And then Jolene gets nothing matters. Jolene gets shot, Jotaro gets shot, the guard gets shot to death. Yeah. Uh and that's when little baby baseball boy shows up and he's just like, hey, kick that like pillar in the wall. And it just reveals this like secret passageway to get out of there. Yeah, it's just it's Castlevania style too. like they kick it yeah. and just like a clean brick comes out. I saw you got hurt. There's some chicken in the wall over here. Uh-huh. Uh, but oh, instead of quick note, John Galley's um, stand is called a Manhattan transfer. Yes. Uh, in the subtitles changed to downtown transfer. Yeah. And that I think is what it is in the dub. I think that's okay. one case where it's consistent between that, That's those. a pretty good one, I yeah. would say. Every now and then they get one that's pretty good and then most of the rest of the time it's Zipperman. <laughs> Zipperman, GG dolls. Cry Cry dolls is up there with Zipperman. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that is their route out, except Jolene is like, well, okay, the stand is now veered off to catch a little baby baseball boy, and so I need to go save him because I'm a good guy. And so... By the way, I, I know what baby baseball man's uh, stand name is. What is and it? And I'm interested to see what their change is for it. It's burning down the house. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Knocking down the house? Maybe. Um, I think what else it could be house house burning <laughs> like that's the kind of thing they would do. Okay, I got two guesses. Arson. <laughs> that's I got two guesses. Okay. House fire? Okay. Or bringing down the house. They couldn't do that that it would be a trademark infringement on the Steve Martin Queen Latifah movie. <laughs> I wonder if they if they did the Rohan thing with the the Paul bit of bringing the TV out to watch Paul, if they would have to change the name of the movie for that. Probably. That would rob it of all its power. It would have yeah. no artistic integrity anymore. It would have no soul. Um, so she goes to save little baby baseball boy who has crawled through a secret passageway uh, hidden by, like, I guess a false fire extinguisher. Like, I like the... The thing I really like about this is not only is there a tunnel that's been dug through there, but it's a fire extinguisher that's like contained in like one of those little compartments. But when she lifts it up, it's just like a flat panel. So like that was yeah. just fake facade the entire time. Yeah. Imagine there was an actual fire and someone's like, we got a fire hose right here. Their hand just like bonks against it. It's just hollow. It's just a sheet of metal. <laughs> it's gonna die i I wonder if that's actually the intention or if that's just like i don't know an art thing nothing about this properly give it enough uh enough depth yeah nothing about this fight makes sense yeah nothing uh jolene crawls through there uh she's in like a boiler room now Uh, a little baby baseball man (laughs) gets into a pipe like a mario brothers (laughs) yes and just floats away. <laughs> I like the extremely casual way he does it too. Like he just sits in and let, lets the current take him. <laughs> oh yeah, looking at that, that definitely is just like a flat panel in front of the tunnel. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, he just assumed like nobody's ever going to have to use this. Well, which is weird too, because like people could walk by there and tell that it's a two-dimensional print of a fire extinguishing (laughs) hose. Okay. The actual thing here is this isn't real. So like whatever. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, because there is a bit earlier we kind of skipped over where like a cigarette gets lit that wasn't there before, and her handcuffs are gone. Even it's a though different she didn't brand, take them off. too. Yeah. yeah, and um, and there's some some stuff where Jotaro is going over like Stan Powers and Star Platinum and things like that. So th- this stuff comes up in a bit, but um, she gets into the boiler room and little baby boy is going through the pipes. I almost said little baby Billy. I almost fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's misbehaving. <laughs> but the bullets are going in there and they're knocking off like the uh, screws to the pipe to like break it in half. And there's absolutely no way that this guy is able to shoot inside of this completely enclosed boiler room. And I'm at least right about this one. There is no window. In he shoots here. through the fans. It shows him doing it. Why are you? Why do you keep doing it? Are you Shut always up. looking away from the screen? <laughs> Maybe Jolene specifically says there are no windows in here. And then it shows him shooting again. It zooms through the fan like bullet cam of him shooting through it and then bouncing the bullets off of a Manhattan transfer. Okay, okay, fine. I guess that happens. What do you want from me? (laughs) Want you to pay to. This is why I watch everything the day of recording, because I remember what happened. Although if you never saw it to begin with, I guess it really wouldn't matter. Yeah, but I watched it all two days ago and I've apparently forgotten a lot of key details about this fight. But like, that, that's the thing. <laughs> the thing is, too, though, again, this fight is is fake and they do yeah, keep yeah, bringing yeah. up the fact of like, well, how can he make these shots and things like that? Like, I know they're ricocheting it off of him, but Julian inhales some gas. <laughs> gas. Um, yeah. So the way that she defeats this is she breaks a pipe let some gas out and then when it tries to line up the shot it misses because gas causes the air pressure to behave abnormally around her yeah so it masks her basically mm-hmm. she punches the stand takes it out jotaro drops in uh acting very normal totally normal normal jotaro but now somehow John Gallier is inside of this room with him, which is impossible for him, him to get into. And now you're going to tell me, oh, it showed him running down the stairs really fast and going through a door and then going into another door. <laughs> no. Okay. Did not. Thank Christ. Like, actually, for just a split second when this started happening, I thought it was because of Jolene inhaling that gas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered like the uh, illusion stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, but I do like the bit of Jotaro being like, well, if you're telling me this guy's here, then I believe you. And then he just beats the crap out of him with Star Platinum. But then it turns out to have been the guard the whole time. And then this is when the illusion starts to like fade away. Yeah, where Jotaro doesn't know what's happening. He didn't see anything she did. Yeah. All this stuff. And then he starts melting. Yeah, so Jolene not only sees through the inconsistencies and everything, but because she has cut her hand on that bone, which may or may not be from a human pelvis or hip, we don't know. 
(laughs) I do not think it is. That caused her like enough pain to be able to get herself out of the illusion once she started to notice the inconsistencies of it. It basically gave her like something to anchor on. Baseball boy, uh, it's Giorgio something, I think. Because he has a big G on his cap. I think that's... For the rest of this podcast is a little baby baseball boy. Okay, fine. Reminds me of um, Captain Baseball Bat Boy from Max Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I surely, I surely play Max. Payne. Everything is jizz now. Jotaro and Jolene have Everything been cummed is on jizz now too much. <laughs> yeah, the room's melting. Uh, the table is like objects on the table and stuff are melting. The guard, uh, which I guess is made out of different material than Jolene and Jotaro, is like rapidly melting to death despite the fact that they're mostly fine but like their energy is drained yeah they're just really sleepy yeah um but jotaro like he also sees inconsistencies in his thing because like jolene brings up in like his illusion star platinum and he's like i never told you about star platinum so something's up uh which then wakes both of them up into the gooey Gus cum room. Does the episode end there? Yes. Okay. Actually, uh, I, I think you went a bit ahead because uh, where the episode ends, uh, Jotaro has not woken up. Okay. See, I I will admit I have watched the next episode because the fact that this was ending on a cliffhanger, I was like, there's one okay. more part of this and I just want to see what happens. That, that's understandable. Yeah, but we'll talk about that one next week. But yeah, yes, when this ends, uh, Jolene's figured out what's happened and she's kind of just woken up and is starting to uh, try to break Jotaro out of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of episode four. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the first episode, not much happens, but I think that the three episodes that follow that are really strong. Yeah, and, I think uh, this has been really enjoyable so far. The I know that the episode that we're going to start on next week, I think, sets up the show in a really solid way. So I'm very interested to see where it goes from there as well. Right. So since you've watched it, like I know from the ability that that's happening, that's White Snake, um, who's going to be like, he's the stand of Poochie, the main bad guy. Again, way earlier than I thought he would be here. So interested to see where this goes. I wonder how long it will take until we actually see him, the stand user. Like if we just Hmm. see the stand kind of lurking around doing stuff for a while. Could be. Yeah. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. The the compromise to this, but I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. We're back in the Jojo prison for another (laughs) nine weeks. Serving out a life sentence. Apparently. Judging by the rate these are coming out at, so it's fine. When this is done, we're both being sent to the chair. Oh, finally. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week on Stand and Deliver. Oh, you're not going to yell at this time? No, I'm not. We're so tired. Do you want to yell it? No. All right. What if we yell it together? We're going to be chill. We're going to be chill this time. Uh, that's not going to last. With low energy, we're just going to... This is going to be a hangout. It's just vibes. What people like now. They like uh, warm entertainment. 
you know. Stand and deliver. No more of that. Thank you. <laughs>